Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 174th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. Your, um, well, they're kind of middling Toronto Blue Jays. They're just sort of in the middle. Um, well, they're maybe closer to the bottom of the division, because the Rays apparently spawn winning games. Um, but the Blue Jays are there, existing, waiting to make trades. That's where we are right now. We're cheering for trade value. That That is the consensus. That is the consensus view. That is, every time that Jay Happ doesn't pitch well, it's not, not a reflection of the team's inability to win. It is the fact that he's killing his trade value. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to, that's, it's trade deadline season. So we'll talk trade. And it's the All-Star game. The All-Star game's coming up. Jay Happ is the only Blue Jays All-Star. No one, none of the, none of the rest of them are participating this weekend. So we'll, uh, I don't know, not waste our time with that, but who cares? Whatever. It beats the alternative. We're talking about John Tavares, probably. Uh, <laughs> joining me. Joining me to do to do that, as, as always. Uh, old Reliable. Oh, old, reliable old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, we won't talk about the World Cup this time. Last week, we kind of, we tried, we hid the World Cup talk. Yeah. We hit it away so so successfully that no one will ever hear it. I, I think it's correct, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the World Cup ended on Wednesday. <laughs> um, they decided yeah. not to play. Not they both decided not to play the final or the third place game, which is very surprising. But I have to respect their decision to uh, to go that way, to go that route, you just know. cancel the rest of the tournament. It's bold, but. You've got to respect it. No, no sense in uh, doing anything at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it's a little anticlimactic. It's been actually a really nice World Cup, but, you know, France is going to romp against uh, the plucky Croatians. So why even bother? I don't, know going to, I don't know that they're going to romp as much as they're going to sort of squeeze the life out of the game. See, it's... This is another debate for another time, and it does. It is reminiscent a little bit of Canada at the World Cup, or that their Olympics in hockey. Maybe less so the most recent Olympics, but definitely in in Sochi in 2014, where they are just are so good and they have the ball all the time mm-hmm. or the puck. So it's hard to score against them because it's not like they're doing. I mean, they are kind of doing ne- what they would what used to call like negative football or the stuff that people accused Italy of or like when Greece won the the Euro all those years ago it's not quite that but it isn't as thrilling as it could be the first half of the of the uh, France Belgium game was incredible mm-hmm. incredible really enjoyed that but uh, uh, the second half was best though and then the <laughs> other game the other game no one will ever know what happened in the other game unfortunately they uh, they had to award it on a technicality to Croatia and then we never spoke of it again Okay, well, we don't have to speak of it again, I suppose. I, but really, really, it's going to be a I, like Lovren and and Vita barely keeping up with Raheem Sterling. I think I think uh, Mbappe is going to give them some trouble in Griezmann. I, I don't I don't I don't feel I don't feel uh, real confident if I'm a Croatian fan going into this one. Raheem Sterling is a world class winger. He plays for the best one of the best club teams in the world. He just. You just can't score the, that's the ball. One. That's the, the one. Net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the other stuff. He run you ragged, but not the uh, 
Not that killer instinct in the final third. Well, well the Blue Jays are not in the final third of the season. What? No, okay, no, go, please, let's move on, yes. Yes, let's move on. We can. Well, again, this could be birds all day. It would be the footy all day, but no one wants to hear that. Ugh. Um, the Blue Jays are not in the final third, but I would say they're in the middle third of the season. Middle third. The opening third was encouraging. The middle third here, discouraging. And then once we get to the final third, it'll be probably encouraging again because there'll be teens to talk about. I don't know. We don't know what that future holds. But we know that for right now, Blue Jays are not good enough. They're not going to make the playoffs. The playoff position, the American League, like they could just start tomorrow. All the rest of it is just academic at this point. Mm-hmm. The Angels are gone. The Angels are suffered injuries upon injuries. Garrett Richards is going to have Tommy John. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's left for them to do other than you know, trade Mike Trout in the offseason. That's what they should. Um, because that's easy to recover from, from a brand perspective. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know what team has uh, has a lot of prospects? The Yankees. That's right. <laughs> and they can afford to pay him $30 million a year, like unlike uh, other teams that might be interested in um, acquiring the best player of all time. The Blue Jays don't have the best players of all time, but they got some nice players. they got some nice guys that they could move, uh, as we've said every single time. The number one thing right now, the, the big one, is Jay Happ. So, Jay, so tonight here, Thursday, when we recorded this, Jay Happ had um, an interesting start. Mm-hmm. Jay Happ did not get out of the fourth inning, I don't think. Nope. He gave up zero earned run. It certainly felt like that, didn't it? <laughs> it was. They were, they, were, they were all unearned. Well, technically, yes, that's absolutely correct. So whether or not what you know the matter of of uh, stock you put in earned versus unearned, um, to me tonight if if I so yeah it's never you never want to see him give up a grand slam you never want to see your pitcher the especially the pitcher you're trying to market in in the in the way that's going to best benefit your team down the road by by netting you the greatest return you don't like to see him struggle and he's kind of had a few rough starts in a row. Me watching this start against this team in that ballpark. If I'm a contending team, I saw every single thing I would ever want to see. I saw him battling and grinding and really, really, unfortunately, he pitched really well. You can't, you could say that the pitch that that Betts hit into outer fucking space was a mistake. It probably could have been lower or more, get less of the plate. He threw... 46 yeah. or 7 pitches in that inning. <laughs> yeah. He got he he got what 5 out. Nothing other than the Betts bomb was really was hit hard. I think maybe uh, there was a single that was earlier in the inning that was maybe hit hard to center field. I don't exactly remember, but a lot of weird bounces, bad luck, brain farts by Devin Travis at second base. Just and then he and Russell Martin inability to kind of get come together and 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 decide on what they're going to do on the on the uh, Nunez's squibber in front of the plate. Yeah. Oh, but if uh, I'm, smoke, if I'm a, smoke had the uh, a pop up go in and out of his glove as well. In and out of his glove, a very a very difficult play for Justin mm-hmm. Smoke. Not one I I am going to lay at his feet, but obviously uh, that's a play that could be made, and it wasn't. And then next thing you know, there's a grand slam, and and then the then I mean the game isn't over. The, the Blue Jays and the Red Sox are still playing, but to me, that's one. Where, like, I was just—I was just so impressed with how he pitched. And, and again, if I'm maybe that's because of where I'm sitting on this, this debate or this side. But if I'm thinking, 
I don't know if we're, we should give that up for half. I watch him just grinding and pitching really well and being composed and throwing hard. He was up to 96 at points of, mm-hmm. at points in that inning. I'm like, man, that's exactly what I want. If I if I'm if I'm a, if I'm a contender, Cause he he did he I don't know. I it was just it was shit luck and and not a lot of support and then things just went the way, way that they wish they wouldn't. But um, whatever. Yeah. No, I think you're, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think the the <laughs> 45 46 pitches into an inning, uh yeah, you might <laughs> you might not be quite as precise as you'd like to be. Uh and there was that huge uh replay delay in that inning as well because they almost mm-hmm. didn't catch uh Devin Travis lifting his leg too early off second base, which uh which kept didn't keep the inning going. I don't uh, because they didn't complete the double play, but uh yeah, that was a, that's another out. That that's another, another out. out. They did, yeah, they, exactly. And no, I th- then the, sorry, but no, I just yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think you saw a lot that that you would like if you're a contending team. Maybe not, maybe not something. I mean, I guess his, his ERA did go down because they were unearned, unearned runs. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much. Uh, there is certainly an element of selling of selling deals to a fan base that goes on. I don't know that it's that it's a huge part of it. Uh, but it's definitely, uh, it's, it's definitely a thing. I, 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 in fact, I won't, I won't give away details about the specific deal or players or anything, but I, I definitely spoke to, I spoke to Ross Atkins once about, uh, about a bunch of stuff. But one thing that he brought up was the fact that, uh, he had a deal that he thought was in place and then was asked for, you know, another body just to be like, Oh, we want to. We want to just sell this a little bit better, and, and there's going to be another guy, another name in here, just to make it look like, uh, you know, we've got we got two coming back for one, or three coming back for two, or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is an actual element of that. So maybe if you're the Jays or a Jays fan, you're you're like, okay, that's uh, you know the way that the 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 numbers look and the results look, as opposed to the way Hap is pitched, is a concern, but. I think teams are smart enough to know that obviously Hap is still a pitcher that's going to uh, help anybody and help anybody quite a lot. Like we'll slide into anybody's rotation and be a real solid guy for a team that was going to be relying on him in the playoffs. And, and uh, I don't think that the the struggles the last couple of outings and, and if you want to call this one a bad outing or not, I mean, like it is if you're a Jays fan and you're hoping for a win and you're hoping for better things from your team. Uh, but yeah, he did just about everything right. I thought. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna call. I don't know. If I want to call bullshit, but <laughs> I th- watching. So the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, in, are, are here to play four games with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. They don't. They are not facing Chris Sale this week. Uh, he, he pitched last night, and he pitched like Chris Sale. He pitched. I think it was eight innings. No, seven innings, and he struck out eleven and walked one or none and gave up two hits or whatever. Uh, he's an animal. He's a complete maniac, like the best player, the best pitcher in one of the best pitchers in the American League still. Um, and and he's been so good for the Red Sox, but also you talk about selling it to the fan base. Red Sox fans were mad because of what they gave up to get him, right? Not you know ignoring the fact that he's a super cheap and b you know four years of control, whatever it was. But they were mad because they gave up the prospects that they know. Mm-hmm. Juan Mancado, of course, Costa. Costa a fortune and was like a five tool stud and everyone loved him. And then what's the name? Kopech or whatever throws 105 miles an hour. 
Red Sox fans, there were a lot of them that were mad. And the reason that it is, and this is why I kind of call bullshit on the got to sell it to the fans. Red Sox fans, who are famous for being passionate and loving the game and loving the team and you know, whatever, like it's a real baseball hotbed. They, most fans, the vast majority of fans, don't know shit about the other players on the other team. They just don't. And Chris Sale is like a perennial Cy Young candidate, you know, a guy who's A, distinctive, and B, incredibly effective. They don't know who the fuck he is. Just like whoever it is is going to acquire half. The only thing they know, remember is if how he pitched last against their team, maybe. So whether or not he pitched okay or man, I see, I, I don't know if I buy that. I think that they're just be like, oh, they're either going to be like we were, like, and I know that I was when the Jays re-signed him, and I was like, ugh, Jay Happ. <laughs> uh, which a lot of, I think a lot of fans are still going to be the same way. If you're a Yankees fan or not necessarily Mariners who, who had him, but like if there's another team that's going to acquire Jay Happ, they are either going to be like, uh, Jay Happ, who the fuck's that? I want, would rather get, there's not really anybody out there, right? But like, you know, whomever. Or they're going to be like, oh, cool, he's a good pitcher. I've noticed him at the top of the leaderboards. Or this guy had him in fantasy and he, he carried me in 2016 and 2017, whatever. Um, so, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't know about the selling of this fan base. I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical. It, 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 it's, I, it, it, revisiting the comments from Atkins, it is entirely possible, I suppose, that uh, maybe a GM wants to sell that to his owner more than to his fans. You know, oh, we got two. That's guys entirely there. true. Yeah. So maybe that's that's a, that's a tough sell to to be like the if the owner is like, didn't that guy get tits lit by Mookie Betts the other night in the fourth fucking inning? And they're like, well, you see, he battled really hard. <laughs> He was really grinding it out there. He pitched really well, and his defense didn't help. And the owner's like, what the fuck am I paying this guy for? I, I gave that kid $7 million when he was a prospect. Now you're giving him away so I can give this guy $7 million for the rest of the year? Anyway. So, I mean, so that was one of the notes that I made. Like, is Jay Happ's yo-yoing trade value? I don't know that that's necessarily true, that his trade value has gone up or down. Um, yes, you you want to make sure that you see him... Uh, you see any of the rental players that you acquire are, are going to come into your uh, squad and uh, hit the ground running. But mm. I don't think that there's any question that that's sort of where he is. He's um, he's thrown hard. He looks good. He looks healthy. And if if that's why they send these advanced scouts to, to watch these games at these times. So, I mean, I'm not a scout. But at the report, if I'm the Yankee scout or whoever else, I, the report that I sent back home after tonight's game in, in Boston I think it's pretty. Uh, it would be pretty favorable. I that's, that's, yeah, that's, I think so too. That's my belief. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, fair. And as for the rest of them, I don't know. What else is there? <laughs> and so yeah. Well, uh, you were saying off air. Maybe you were saying on air about just how sort of academic the re- you were saying on air. The rest of the American League season is obviously the National League has some more competitive races, but. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of contenders right now. Uh, even though MLB's got this thing where everybody makes the playoffs, like it's the fucking NHL nowadays. Uh, a lot of teams already know they're out. All and and I, you know, we've talked about this obviously all season, all year for the past two years about you know this moment coming, which is sort of not going to be as big a bonanza for the Jays uh, as it could be by the looks of it. Which maybe it doesn't have to be because of some of the good stories we've seen. Uh, lower down in the system, or at the you know, uh, you know guys, you know, the Gritchits and the and the Hernandezes and such on the roster, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know. It's uh, who is giving you anything of value of value for Curtis Granderson? Except I say that and look at you know Steve Pierce. They did very well. There was I've, I've mentioned a couple times that there was uh, uh, somebody who covers the 
the, the Salem Red Sox that the, the, the mm-hmm. Santiago Espinal came from? Uh, Salem or Portland? They are the Portland Sea Dogs. I'm not could... sure. I'm not, I, I know the, some of the names, but I don't know who's where. Yeah, to be honest. I, I, do, I don't either. But, uh, but no, he, it, uh, it was... Uh, was talking about how it was a, it was like a somber day for for that team, and this was a guy who was on a 15 game hitting streak with, at the time of the deal, and and is still young and has been a, a player who uh, this season has been putting the ball in the air a lot more, and, and has looked like a guy who you know never was going to be a glove first utility infielder kind of guy, and this year has shown a little bit of offensive. Uh, uh, skills that he hadn't before by making this change, you know, that everybody's doing by trying to, you know, uh, not hit the ball on the ground anymore. And uh, and there's like something actually kind of intriguing that the Jays got back for Steve fucking Pierce. So I, I don't want to be too quick to be like, yeah, they're not going to get shit out of anybody. I mean, uh, and you also, I mean, you just got to hope that the team and the people running it do uh, do smart things, right? I mean, fuck, Teoscar Hernandez for Francisco Liriano looks pretty all right right now, even though at the time it was just like, all right, I don't know. He's a guy who doesn't have a spot in Houston's loaded outfield. And uh, that right now looks like, I mean, Houston had a pretty good season, as I recall, so I don't think they're regretting anything <laughs> that they did. Uh, they're pretty good right now, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also true. But <laughs> but I don't know. But So that's cool. If they're happy, the, I, I think the Jays are very happy with how that worked out for them as well. So there was a good story. I'm, I'm, I'm I can't remember if it was, uh, uh, it was a Houston person or it was one of the Blue Jays people that wrote about, uh, when you know, when, when Tay Oscar Hernandez returned to Houston and got his ring. And there's some quotes from Luno and everyone about, like, yeah, we would have loved to keep him. And obviously, he's a good player, but not, you know, you got to get, get to give. And Liriano, you know, they gave the kind of standard quotes, but. There's truth to it. I mean, look, they've just brought up another outfielder. They got they've got so many of these guys that were kind of ahead of him, and so it goes. And and if that that's that to me is what scouting is, right? Like that, it's not just identifying a good player. It's like who might be a match, who might be a guy that we can get uh, for extenuating circumstances beyond his talent. If it's a guy that we talked about, as we spoke of last week on the show about warts, right? This, this guy has some warts. One of his warts is his block. One of his warts is he's not as good as the guys ahead of him. And maybe we could pry him away from the team who has either maybe fallen out of love with him or, you know, if you look around the league at different teams that may have changed front office regimes, it's like who might have been the previous GM's guy. Maybe we can swoop in and grab somebody like that that is not as uh, held in the same esteem by the new GM. I'm thinking, of, you know, if you're going to get on the phone and start to talk to Alex Anthopoulos about maybe some some praise. Of course, they don't have anybody left. Their whole system got gutted for all the players that they sold. From the from the uh, Dominican, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, but I, I think that's 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 smart. And I, it, you know, it, uh, one thing that I've often said uh, when it comes to the trade deadline is I like the idea of being first, um, especially if you're a buying team. Don't wait, right? Get if you if you know what you want or you know who you want, like get up there and get it. Um, and I think in a, in a for the seller, uh, especially with a player like Curtis Granderson, um, you know, a veteran who's a known commodity who who could. Um, uh, you know, help it in a very specific way. I think patience is the big thing, not just taking the first offer, but kind of waiting it out. And you, you have a, you probably feel pretty confident that he's going to get through waivers in August if that need be. So, so just kind of sit back and wait, see if there if there is a good offer, or or wait for the best offer that materializes, not just take whatever is the first thing that's shiny and thrown your way. So, if it's guys like Granderson, guys that have. You know, really limited um, utility to the team moving forward, unless you plan to bring Granderson back next year, which doesn't seem 
incredibly likely, um, uh, you know, as well as a bunch of the relievers. But just be patient, and 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 hopefully a a good situation will arise, and then you can um, you as the Blue Jays front office can capitalize on it. Uh, right. uh, yeah, except uh, except one of our, our esteemed uh, local media folks uh, points out tonight that the, the Blue Jays are amazing at waiting for their trade assets to lose all value before moving them. So also have to keep that in mind because that's uh, that's got f- that had five hundred twenty four likes when I screenshotted it to shit on that tweet. It probably has even more now. That imagine saying something so stupid. I mean, I well, we've talked about this before. I I, I personally, I, I Sid Sid's fine. Like I, we worked at the score for a long time. I don't have a problem with Sid, but he does have this. Oh, is that who? Is that who? Sincero? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh really? But uh, well, his his job is to be that guy. It seems. But man, it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. I there's there's something. I just. Really, like, it's just like really. So you're just gonna, you're just gonna feed red meat to the fucking drooling morons. Okay, that's that's a fun thing to do, I guess. You need the morons. You need <laughs> the morons. That's maybe it's something um, he's he's figured out that I haven't, perhaps. I mean, anyway, let's. <laughs> uh, you talked about a utility-based glove-first infielder, and you weren't talking about Lourdes Guriel. Because right now, I don't think that's him anymore. He's... Well, I mean, it probably still is. But yeah. uh, uh, Guriel getting a lot of love on the broadcast tonight. Seems like Buck uh, Martinez particularly really likes him. Well, and yeah. and he's yeah. and he's looks like he's playing well. They're talking about how he's a natural shortstop. He made a couple of nice plays and hit the ball hard a couple of times. I believe he hit a double. Um, uh, maybe hit the ball a long ass way. I can't remember exactly, but uh, no, he, he, he hit it off the monster on the, yeah. the, no, no. the Teoscar. Yeah, yeah. Run. So, I mean. Uh, he's played well, I think. Is that is that fair to say? Is that unfair to say? Is it it's encouraging the, in, here in his first look at the big leagues? What what uh, we've all seen, Lourdes Gurriel? Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, this year has been. I mean, this isn't really his first look at the big leagues, right? It, it, he's he's been, he's been okay. I've, I've just pulled up his game logs, you know, and even since his most recent return, it's just he's seven for twenty five. He doesn't have any walks, uh, you know. But but he has looked certainly more comfortable with the glove. Uh, than he did the time uh, the time that he was here before, and sort of looks more ready to uh, to be a guy that they see what they've got. I, I am also though reminded of you know Richard Urania came up in September and played had like you know a ten game hitting streak and looked very competent and then very quickly uh, got a bit exposed. And and uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if everybody anybody remembers this player that used to play here, this guy called uh, Ryan Goins. Uh, really hit the ground running when he first uh, was pressed into duty uh, as a full-time shortstop for the Jays. Actually, got uh, there were people who actually, I think, uh, as I recall, felt that he should be the starting shortstop sometimes. Uh, but it turns out that he was kind of terrible at the uh, at the hitting thing, also. But I mean, I, like uh, Goriel's at bats, they have, I, and I think this is a contrast from when he, you know, before he went back down the first time. I don't think he's looked overmatched. I think sort of at the end of that first string, uh, it was maybe looking, you know. You don't want to say it looked like he was, it was wearing on him a bit, but he was uh, he was struggling quite a, uh, a bit. I'm looking at the game logs as well, and it's like three hits in his in his uh, last nine games uh, before he got sent back down. Uh, and I think sometimes the play in the field wasn't uh, uh, wasn't necessarily uh, what you were hoping as well. 
Uh, and so, you know, this is the kind of thing that we see. I remember Mark Stroman came up and struggled a bit as a reliever in that first little stint, went back down, got himself right, and has, uh, until this year, uh, really hit the ground rubbing, running and, and been excellent ever since, apart from the fucking knee injury that he miraculously managed to get back from in, in record time. So, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know. I, I I think it's we're obviously at the point we saw Ledmis uh, Diaz playing uh, shortstop or sort of playing third base tonight instead of short and Gurriel getting the start there, and I think that's mm-hmm. the that's where we're at. We're going to start seeing guys like Solarte, guys like uh, like Morales, maybe Smoke, uh, probably less Smoke than Morales, but guys and Granderson as well, which is already obviously uh, seeing a lot of bench uh, getting shuffled out of the way, so that the team can really take a look at some of the younger players and see what they've got. I definitely think that Aledmis Diaz is the kind of guy who's gonna his playing time is going to suffer. Yeah. In the second half of the season, um, he started. He's looking every bit the part of the kind of throw it. He's looking every bit part of the, you know, the, the Cardinals were not, you know, too disappointed to be not be rid of him, but. Um, yeah, that not. This has nothing to do with the conversation I had with Atkins, but I definitely got a bit of a sense that, that he was a guy where the uh, where the team might have felt that he was um, the best value that they could get in return for for whatever the fuck they traded him for. I don't even I don't even remember at this point, um, but that he wasn't necessarily like a foundational player that they were hoping to build their team around. You know, he was just like, all right, he had a. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which one one hopes that that was was what they were uh, were thinking because yeah he's not a guy who you should have believed was ever going to be the kind of guy that he looked like in 2016 again. Uh, which is fine, you know what happens? Guys are uh, you know, they find their level, they find their level, and right now uh, Diaz is uh, looking like a pretty fringy major leaguer, and maybe Guriel is as well, but at least he's getting a shot. Show that can or cannot play shortstop, which I think is uh, that's nice. Yeah, you know? I would give it give it a go. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and again, <laughs> if he gets to play short, then that's cool. Yeah. I it's actually give it. I mean, I think, and we kind of felt this when Diaz was out, but he his glove I think has been better than advertised. I don't think he's you know an otherworldly shortstop, or, but he he certainly seemed competent and seemed you know like somebody you don't mind having out there uh, if his bat gives you you know anything uh which at this point it's really not as weighted runs created plus is at 82 which is mm-hmm. you know borderline-ish for a, a defender okay. who's okay but you know certainly uh, certainly a number upon which uh you can improve uh and also i'm, uh, I'm looking at he was traded for jb woodman who was the uh, second round pick uh a couple of years back who the jays kind of uh I don't think the I don't, I, I don't think the I don't think the previous the previous scouting director uh, was particularly uh, liked for making that pick. Interesting. Um, Diaz uh, again. Buck was uh, very excited about his play at third base. He made a really nice throw uh, playing third, which uh-huh, yeah. maybe you are uh, you know impressed by his arm strength, which I'm happy to be impressed by. Arm strength, but not impressed by um, much else. Uh, what else is left? All oh, the teens. We could talk about the teens a little bit. We sure could. Breathless. So it's very interesting to me 
that the entire first two months of the season, basically to the end of May, um, it was like all flat all the time. Because uh, he kept doing things that warranted that kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. Riding high off the spring training home run, and then he just kept hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. And now he's been hurt, and it's like he's gone. (laughs) But then you are reminded what happens when you utter his name in the desperate uh, void that is Blue Jays, online Blue Jays world. Because... Just the sheer mention, like, oh, when he comes back, he's going to be in AAA, which I think there was some pushback against it. I think Rob Longley, the son, had that initial report. When he comes back, he's going to AAA. And then I think Shai Davidi wrote a piece saying, like, ah. I kind of got that sense. I think Gibbons even said, like, well, we expect him to have a couple more games at AA before he goes up. But uh, I don't know what. I mean, it it seemed to me that maybe the difference is, um, you know, when the rehab assignment stops and when the. Actual assignment begins, right? I mean, he's going to play in Dunedin or in the Gulf Coast League just to get get some hacks in before he actually makes his real return. So, you got to uh, win that Eastern League title. So. Fuck, they, they should send him to Vancouver. That'd be fun. I think he could do that. You know I, th- I, I think the CBA. I was looking this up because somebody was asking me the other day, and I think the CBA uh, says that they, you know, once ex- you know, you could send them to minor leaguers to extended spring training. Uh, but or to short season teams if they're on like a full season roster uh, coming back from a, a uh, an injury uh, to rehab because yeah because somebody asked me uh, maybe they could do what if they did a rehab assignment in the big leagues for him uh, as you know as a obviously half serious uh, <laughs> question for the mailbag this week but uh, uh, you know Vancouver I hadn't thought of that until just now but that would be a fascinating thing to do that would be kind of fun for the uh, for the team to do it which is probably why they won't. Uh, I think obviously. Well, well, they want everybody to be in Florida, right? I mean, that's. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That is. It would be a a wonderful kind of sop to the Vancouver ownership. Oh man, maybe he could be strengthening that partnership. (laughs) He could be be a license to print money. Could be one of the rashes. The other side of the fucking. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking rashes people. Big fan of those reports. If I can't get enough soft focus features in my day, um. It would be like a, but it's in the other side of the continent. Indeed. You're gonna ship them all the way over there just for. I mean, they they got Roman. They're good. For yeah, now. I think that's really true. And Pearson, um, but so the Vlad hype has built up again. Even though there's no, uh, doesn't seem like anybody knows when he's gonna be back. Do they? Was that written in any of these pieces? I don't think they were getting real specific about a date. No. He's been out for how long now? Over a month, I think, right? Probably six weeks. That's good. I like to hear that. That the enormous man-child with the body, the questionable body, the the body that is shapes, that has drawn concern among in some circles. Uh, It just, yeah, he's out for two months because he heard a hamstring. I don't know, maybe there's nothing to be, there's no connection there. That's a silly... Well, I, it was it was his uh, patellar tendon, I believe. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Like he's Andy Carroll. He was drunk trying to climb back into his <laughs> tra- into the training room. Yeah, after being out past curfew in Switzerland. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just you forget how much excitement there is about him and how good he is. And I think he was he named the uh, Baseball America Minor League Player of the of the, the, the mid yeah, or... mid season top prospect. Yeah, yeah. And he hadn't played in a month. 
And then it's like, oh, right, he's ridiculous. And I think Egan Masson had something about how he got some, some scout to tell him that he's a, he is a 90-grade bat. He's yeah. a Hall of Fame talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, I mean, the, the hype is justified if only for the things he's doing in the minor leagues. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to have a Hall of Fame bat, but holy shit, mm-hmm. it is kind of fucking amazing. So, yeah, that's that's cool, and uh, and you know, if you're a fan a fan of counting Rogers' money, uh, it feels like they've probably been given enough of a a reprieve to keep him down until a couple weeks into next season, right? I mean, maybe can you call, can you make him a September call up at this point? I mean, it's just you you can certainly. I mean, in, if if the stupid fucking gaming the service time issue was non-existent, you would certainly be like, yeah, we want to have him come up into the big leagues. He missed like six weeks in the middle of the season. Why don't we get him a full season's worth of, of at-bats while we can? But uh, but somehow I feel it's going to be more like, you know, well, he dealt with that injury and, and he had a, he had a big, had a, a lot of at-bats in spring training and moved levels in the middle of the season and we think it's just he needs to go home for a rest and be ready to make the team next year and then be unceremoniously demoted for two weeks for very obvious reasons if he comes if they do get him to buffalo and he rampages in triple a like he has in double a they'll still could they'll still keep him down I, I was about to say well it'll be hard to keep him down it'll be fucking so simple to keep him down they'll just say no like, it'll be that. It's really that simple. Think, like, should we add him to the 40-man? Should we call him up in September? Mm, no. Yeah. No, I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. They, I mean, they, they, they don't have to make excuses. They will. They'll probably say, well, we, you know, there's a, we, there's a lot of players. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preload their speaking points for them here. Like, uh, well, there are a lot of players we're trying to get a look at. And with the roster crunch, you know, there's a little. We, we owe guys. We owe it to the to 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 our guys to make sure that we give them the, their the best opportunity. And we owe it to the competition. We can't be sending out a minor league team, right? Yeah. These teams are playing for playoff position. We got to go out there and give it our all. We're trying to win games. This is the big leagues. This is the big league. So that means we got to make sure that we get Yan Herbert all his at bats. That means we got to make sure we can get Josh Donaldson off running into his uh, accepting the qualifying offer by getting him as many plate appearances as we can. Yeah. Through the rest of the year, we gotta, uh, we gotta, we gotta let John Buck get his twentieth home run. Very important, very vital to the organization. It's crucial, crucial <laughs> that John Buck gets that twentieth ding dong. Um, yeah, they, they won't even. I mean, I again, it's with, with wishful thinking for me that they would, they even make an excuse. I mean, they'll they'll try, but and they'll laugh because they'll be like, well, no. And, and then all the excuses you already said. Well, given the what he's been through this year. Moving levels, injury, the whirlwind season. You know, we, we it was fun to have him with the team in March <laughs> in Montreal. <laughs> but for now, we're going forward with uh, Jason Lebedlian or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, two weeks into the, the next season, oh, you know what, I think he's ready. All those defensive reps he got in uh, in the Arizona Fall League. That's the thing. That's what they'll do. They'll be like, we want him to have a bit of a break, and then uh, we'll send him out to Arizona Fall League to to uh, get some more at bats because of that that missed time. Like there'll be suddenly that will get made up. He right. didn't go to Arizona last year, did he? No, I don't believe they so. They said they said dog shit to Arizona last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't think it was great. Yeah, but I, I'm not 100 percent what they sent there. 
But you know, that's exciting for it's <laughs> exciting for him to uh, have the ability now to be screwed with by the organization that is going to employ him for the next apparently seven years instead of six. But it's like everybody's in on the joke. It's just the way that things are done. Oh yeah, we will fuck you. Like at any given opportunity, you'll get nothing and you'll like it. Um, any other teens news? Uh, Jonathan Davis got promoted to AAA. Hooray! <laughs> Very much not a teen. That's I, people. He's, no, he's old, right? People ask me about about him. Like, oh, why aren't people as excited about him as uh, as you know some of the other prospects? And it's like, yeah, I think he's twenty six in AA or something like that. <laughs> And they only number. It's also very interesting the way that the numbers that they are choosing to uh, celebrate of his, which are numbers we're celebrating. It's all like his stolen base record, record, and like it's uh, there's something missing from this equation. Is it probably that he's not good enough? I don't know, whatever. But congratulations, Jonathan Davis, going to AAA. Maybe make a bit more money. Uh, what's the other thing? Oh, the other thing was something that Jonah, I think uh, Jonah Birnbaum from the Score, tweeted out something about uh, Kevin Biggio. Kevin Kevin Biggio. Oh yeah, his yeah. numbers his numbers still look quite nice, but he's been like dreadful for the last six weeks or two months or whatever it is. Yeah, I've I did see Jonah tweet that out, and uh, I have no reason to doubt that it's true, which is which is a, a problem. Uh, and I remember at the time looking at it and thinking, you know, he's got Bishio is not still he still has nineteen homers and is still uh, his on base is over four hundred. So mm-hmm. the, you know, I mean, I think he's allowed to have six. Uh, you know, six or seven games where he's not great. I, I think it's more than that at this point. But it, uh, he had a three-hit night. Uh, he actually hasn't played since the since the eighth, so about a week ago, uh, about half a week ago. Which I must say, I'm not entirely. Is it? Are they in the minor league all-star break? I'm not entirely sure what the deal with that is. The AAA all-star game was the other day. I don't. I think AA they're still playing. But uh, so you I know, think... I should be up. I should be up to speed on that. But anyway, he said he had a, a three-hit night. Uh, his mm. second most recent game and uh, maybe coming out of it, hit another home run. I think what, one of the really uh, exciting things about that is, though, when I took a look at it, was uh, if you look at his splits, his um, uh, you worry, uh, Keith Law will always throw it there, you wor- this especially, you'll worry about a, a, a lefty power hitter in that ballpark, but I think he has more home runs on the road than he does at home. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, I don't think he's getting cheap home runs in that weird little like oblong ballpark that they have in uh, in New Hampshire. I think it's a, you know, I think, I, I, obviously I'd, I haven't been looking at every single ball that he's hit over the fence, but, uh, which I suppose I probably could do now that I mention it. <laughs> I did, well, it would be a real real research project. It seems sort of pointless, but uh, nonetheless, I don't know. I, I, so are you saying we should be concerned about this guy or what? No, I'm not saying we should be concerned about it. I'm saying that it, he got lumped into... The kind of uh, uh, because of his name, yeah, I think he got lumped in with players who have perhaps earned the same kind of high profile that he enjoyed earlier in the season because the you know the Vlad tide floated all boats, yeah, and and then even though uh, Bobichet got off to a bit of a slow start, that he really came around and all the the, the you know there was so much uh, scout like you know internet scouting eyes, the baseball prospectuses, baseball Americas. So I'm not trying to dismiss them but those are the ones we get to read right yeah. so though there was so much attention that was on the team and 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 so much fixated on bichette and and guerrero you, you i don't remember reading as much about biggio but his name and his line because he hit so many home runs just sort of attracted it and he got sucked into their kind of gravity 
Yes. And so then all of a sudden, next thing you know, we're penciling him into the Blue Jays lineup in 2020, just like everybody else. Mitch, which maybe of all of the players, the his breaks should be pumped the most uh, vigorously until, you know, let's see how he comes out of this. So, yeah, sure, he's had six rough weeks or whatever it is. That doesn't mean that he's a bad player or not a good prospect or never going to make to the big leagues or anything like that. But until he has the kind of prospect track record and and the same sort of helium that the other guys enjoy, it's, I'm more of a, a show-me kind of person, I guess, when it comes to this. Yeah, I, I no, I think he, I think that's absolutely right. I think a lot of the casual fans are the ones who don't really super uh, intensely follow the prospect stuff. Absolutely, see the name and see the success of Double A, and he does get lumped in too much uh, with like real awesome, incredible prospects. I mean, like Biggio is twenty three, which is not nothing. I mean, that's like being impressive in Double A is twenty at, at twenty three is not. You know, he's still according to the, the on the Baseball Reference uh, pages they have the age difference, age differential mm-hmm. or age difference. Uh, uh, column, which he's a, he's still a year, almost a year and a half below the average age of, of that league for the the hitters in that league. Um, but Guerrero is like five and a half years <laughs> below, right? Like it's like he's mm-hmm. doing unprecedented, incredible things at nineteen, and Biggio's having a nice year at twenty three in Double A, and is you know he's not uh, Harold Ramirez yet by any stretch. It's nice to see him come around, and it's you know you can especially dream on the. You know, the fact that he is, like like the Blue Jays seem to do, that he's a guy with pedigree, that he's a guy who's been in big league clubhouses, seen what it really takes to succeed, seen the kind of work that one needs to put in to get Mm -hmm. to that level and stay at that level. And I think that's, you know, part of the reasoning that they tend to gravitate towards those kind of prospects and and those guys with good bloodlines. But but also I think sometimes that's like, well, we want guys like that to be surrounding our real prospects on the way up. Like uh, Roger Clemens kid, I don't think he's going to be anything, but let's, let's put him in the same clubhouse as Vlad, because that's going to be somebody, you know, who is, who is setting, perhaps setting a tone in terms of, you know, people looking to him to, to know those kinds of things or to, or to have a, an understanding of like, okay, you know, have stories about like what fucking Scott Brocious did in the off season or what, you know, or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. uh, you know, teammate, <laughs> teammate of Clemens or Clemens himself about, you know, just how much preparation and work that gets put into it. So I'm not, I'm not saying that he's just, he's just there for that, but, uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right that it's, uh, he, he's, uh, yeah, you can't, I just don't think you can get as excited about him as the other two. I mean, the other two are, are guys that just the Blue Jays just don't ever have, like that most teams yeah, don't no, ever have a, in terms of Vlad. I mean, sometimes teams, you know, it's it's pretty ridiculous. It's like uh, it's like I'm just I'm I'm like oh yeah, it's like the it's like the Jays have like a, a Judge and a and a Torres. Oh fuck, that team already has those guys in the big hey, leagues. Aaron Judge, <laughs> Aaron Judge wasn't even that though, right? Aaron no, Judge he wasn't. never had that sort of, you know, kind of high pro- high profile prospect. No. That's just something that he never was. No. And um, also, also he doesn't right. he doesn't have the hit tool, I don't think either. But I mean, but they've done it in the big leagues and I'm I'm just getting depressed because it's like, oh yeah, and that team also has Severino and Stanton and uh, continuing on down the list, Gary Fucking Sanchez. Though Danny Jansen's having a very nice year. Uh, a different not the power hitting uh, can't block a ball kind of catcher that uh, Gary Sanchez is, but uh, 
Well, they 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 are. They both. They are, so there's a bit of a role reversal going on, I think, because Gary Sanchez should be in AAA and Danny Sanchez should be in the big. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, the 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 husk of Russell Martin is. Uh, I don't know. I mean. It, Listen, how, I'm how do you in on this? <laughs> I, I I can't. There's no recovering. Like I'm I'm pretty. Yeah, I, I'm out on a on a pretty tenuous limb. Like I've been so in favor of Russell Martin and so defending his contract and stuff. Um, he looks so thoroughly cooked now, though. It just is a real challenge. Um, it's just which is too bad, um, because. He has done. He does a very physically demanding job, and he does it very well. And he's done it for a very long time, which was always always going to be the risk. And when you guarantee in that extra year, um, but I'm still very much of the who cares. 2015 and 2016, in particular, paid for all the rest. Yes. Yeah. Um, now it's just a matter of like it. It hurts you to not hurts you. Yeah, well, it does. It hurts you to see. Um, a great player and a great Canadian player and a, and, a, and a great teammate and and all that all the shit that I never thought I would say I'm 100 just in my mind saying it about Russell Martin. Um, you never because the last thing that I want as a fan of baseball in like a weird meta way, I don't want the fans to turn on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You well, hate to I, see that, I, and I feel it a little more than than, say, Jose Bautista last year, who was just on another level in terms of a franchise icon because he was the anchor for this team for so long. But also, in a, you know, in a more positive way, Bautista looked fucking washed last year himself and, uh, and has now come back and has, has shown some utility, uh, which gives me a little hope for Russell Martin, maybe. But also, uh, yeah, that, that extra year is slightly problematic. I was going to say, like... It depends on your definition of blocked, right? Like I, uh, I think Jansen would be in the minor leagues if, or in the major leagues if there, you know, if there was an opening. So in that sense, I guess he's blocked. But I, I don't think, I don't think that Russell Martin is standing between Danny Jansen and the Jays being better. Or you know, if the if no, the team, no, if, like if the team had not. hope, there, that I think Danny Jansen would have found his way here if there was you know something, uh, if there was reason to bring him up, right? I don't. I, I, don't, I, also, I can't get mad about that, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, no. I, I only meant that as an insult to Gary Sanchez. That, that had no... Uh, who, who's actually like been fine. He's a little bit below league average, but who cares? Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I, the Russell Martin situation that I didn't, you know, I didn't know we were going to get here tonight. I'm putting this off, but it's going to require a lot of um, finesse, uh, roster finesse next year in particular as they try to work him in and do right by him in a year that is, you know, could be transitional. Um, but uh, at least to his internal eternal credit, if he's able to, like, turn himself into a viable utility guy, um, that's great, other than the fact that he's, like, a zero with a plate right now. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you mentioned Jose Bautista, and if he's able to replicate that very unusual success that he's experiencing this year in terms of just walking all the time and then uh you know and looking you know looking more like the you know the veteran version that we saw in like 2016 and even to a lesser extent 20 well they definitely to a lesser extent 2016 but but um you can uh that's something you can work with but until then it's just 
he's just going to be a guy, you know, playing at the end of his career. And uh, you assume his career is going to be probably over after that. Hopefully, he, if he wants to, the Jays would keep him in the fold in some capacity. But, uh, you know, at some point, you want to go home and count your money, I think, too, as well. Or go around the world. Russell Martin seems the kind of guy who's going to be maybe not wanting to be hanging out Florida all summer long. <laughs> <laughs> go play, go play one last Montreal series or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I, the, the thing I, I wrote about this in this week's mailbag, you know, people ask about this because also Luke Maley has had a, uh, has had a nice year, but also not really. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. uh, he, he's a nice story, but he has that, like, he had a 500 BABIP in April, 500. And, uh, and since then has been like, a sub eighty weighted runs created plus hitter, like he's he's certainly not the total total dog shit hitter that he looked like last year, and that's nice. And as a catcher, that's actually uh, you know you could get some utility out of that. But he has a minor league option next year, and I think that uh, you know somebody was asking, and I know not certainly not the only one that I've seen asking. You know, well, what are they going to do? They have three catchers for two spots, and it's like, no, I think I think that if Jansen shows that he's ready for the next level, that Having Miley in in Triple A uh, will be fine, and Lord knows there's a decent chance Russell Martin gets hurt and Miley spends a lot of time in the big leagues next year anyway. But that's that's how I still still see it playing out. Maybe Jansen won't get the you know handed a job that easily, but mm-hmm. uh, it might just come down to spring performance. But at some point that that's going to be the switch, and then at some point uh, Martin's going to be gone and. Jansen will maybe be their first homegrown catcher that's, you know, turned into an actual big league catcher since uh, Ernie fucking Witt, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see. That was the other thing, right? I mean, these Jays catchers of the future, unless they move to first base and become the greatest fucking hitter in franchise history, uh, tend to not always work out. Well, that's not unique to the Blue Jays. True. But, uh, absolutely. But um, uh, I can't see them giving a job to anybody. Um, the, I feel like the talk... Well, I, can't, I can see a situation where they come into next season saying that they don't have a catcher right now. That they, that they will probably try to... Until, until one of... Until, if it is Danny Jansen that's going to be there they're like we want Danny Jansen to learn from Russell Martin and we want Luke Maley because we value him and our pitchers love him and and they'll sort of work the three of them in but there's got to be a conversation with Russell Martin that they like probably the expectation next year is that he won't be our everyday catcher you're not you're going to catch maybe two or three days a week and then it'll be a, maybe a day or two a week and you one day you're playing second or a day you're playing third and then you're going to do a lot of sitting and a lot of mentoring and if he's into that then then great if not well then you start to like think about what your options might be but yeah. I can't imagine at this point in his career what we know about russell martin with maybe is less than we think um but that, that he would um oh it's almost for sure less than we think but yeah. uh yeah i can't see them going and being like danny you're our catcher luke bailey you are our backup even though you right. have all this big league time um but uh but yeah it'll, it'll it, it's something that obviously will will work itself out pretty quickly and uh, you know as, as much as we you know, I hate. I never. I'm never a big fan of like retreads when you start with like Miguel Montero. But you know, they know there's some guy like that's going to end up on the roster at some point. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's I, somebody that maybe you can ex- you can milk some trade value from, and if, if you know Muscle Martin's hurt or or Maley's hurt and, or whatever it might be, you need you need a real big league catcher back there at some point. So 
You never know. I don't know who the 2019 version of of, uh, of Miguel Montero might be. Yeah, it might be Russell Martin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I think that's it. Okay, I think we've we've shuffled gr- dirt early on uh, Russell Martin's grave. The team is still out there. They're still playing. Uh, Justin Smoke's having a nice year again. Unfortunately, didn't make the All Star team. First base is such a shallow position this year. Uh, Smoke had as good a shot as anyone. Didn't make it. Whatever. Uh, Jay Happ going to be out there representing the Blue Jays at the All Star break. So well, we uh, we assume he'll still play for them at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true as well. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's it. You got anything else to say? Anything else to add? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um. We're going to do a take two for Superbad this week. So, of course, Superbad is a Patreon um, Patreon exclusive content that is just for the heroes who have visited patreon.com slash birds all day and uh, contributed to our Patreon campaign to support the podcast, keep us going, keep us cranking out the content uh, that we love to make and that apparently you like to listen to. So uh, if you want to join them and you want to get the, the Patreon exclusive Superbads, uh, this week we're going to do take two or a retake of what, of what we, uh, we attempted to talk about last week which was um, the idea of, uh, of, of A, trading within the division, but also rooting for divisional rivals and, and, and hoping, think, looking at, thinking about the, the moves that they make and how they can potentially impact uh, the Blue Jays, because that's what, who we're here to talk about. So that's going to be this week uh, super bad. And that's about it. Of course, you can have hit, as I said, Patreon. Uh, soundcloud.com slash birds all day is where you can find the podcast if you want to hit the RSS get it directly into your device of course you can also uh, and then take it from there to your pod beans or sketchers or whomever else wherever else uh, iTunes of course right there in the iTunes store you can go to iTunes uh, I don't know iTunes bullshit but if you search birds all day in there you'll find it uh, still no word on Spotify for Christ's sake but as soon as that happens we'll let you know and uh, that's about it Right? Stoughton, you can read Stoughton at The Athletic. Continually, The Athletic, uh, it's always on sale somewhere. So if you look, dig hard enough, you'll find a nice discount code. This is it's true. It's booked up for the year. <laughs> Very true. When they're, whenever they're rolling out new um, new features or new whatevers, the new writers, I, yeah. I'm sure. Which a, is a literally constant around. Yeah. Yeah, with football season, college football season, I'm sure we'll, we'll start to... Um, spawn some new hires and new bodies and new names so keep your eye out for that and uh you can still find me sometimes at uh vice sports i'm hoping to get something there tomorrow be nice not about the blue jays though but something so look for that beautiful follow us on follow us on uh on facebook facebook.com slash birds all day i posted a i posted a photoshop that i made today that was not well not bored but compelled I was compelled to make a Photoshop of Chris Sale, so you'll find it on Birds, Birds All Day uh, Facebook page. It's my, yeah. uh, my my greatest work, I think, even though there's, there's some issues with it. I need, need to work on my shadows. Not enough shadows on the, the tentacles, the uh, the arms, the mini arms of Cthulhu. Not enough, <laughs> not enough um, shadow. I know I've given away too much. Uh, but that's it. So, you got anything else? No, still nothing. Still nothing. Nothing as before. Okay, uh, so yeah. Thank you for listening to Birds All Day. Thank you for bearing with us. Hopefully this one sounds A-OK. I know we had a, some uh, technical challenges. I got my sound cranked way down. But we'll, uh, we'll evil, even it way, right out in post-production. And uh, then check out Superbad. Uh, whenever you hear this, you'll be here, probably hear that. Thanks a lot. My name is Drew. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.